but since we are running behind, I'm going to go ahead and ask if um, anybody who is willing to uh, bow their heads and have a moment of prayer with us. Heavenly Father, thank you again for just all the things that you continue to do for us. How you continue to shape and mold us into the people that we need to be. How you continue, continue to humble us. How you continue to pour out your grace among us and bless us with so many things that we are not even deserving of. Lord, we thank you for how you continue to keep us throughout the week. How you've sheltered us and kept us in our right minds and kept our loved ones safe. Lord, we thank you for so much and we pray that you continue to do that for us. We pray that you continue to pour out your knowledge, wisdom, and understanding upon us and that you would use us for this live stream and use us to spread your word and only your word and never our own, never anyone else's own. So, Lord, we pray these many blessings in your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, we're coming from the book of Psalms, the 55th chapter, and we're going to start with verse uh, 6. And the topic tonight is getting your wings. So that has reference to the Holy Ghost. That's what we wanted to uh, focus in on tonight. Hadn't really talked about the Holy Ghost uh, receiving it in a while. But it's a vital, vital thing that we all need. So we're going to dive into it and try to make up for a little lost time. <laughs> but God is still good and we're going to get to where we get to. Hopefully we don't take up three hours tonight, but unless <laughs> well, people come with questions, you know, love the questions. Yeah, we definitely enjoy those. All right, so Psalm fifty-five and verse six, and I said, "Oh, that I had wings like a dove, for then would I fly away and be at rest." Now, David here is is. If you look back in verse five, we won't read it, but he talks about all of the trouble and the things that were coming upon him and he, he looked at the situation he said man if I just had wings I'll fly away from here I would have rest from all of my troubles God wants to give us that he wants to grant us that rest and so the only way we're going to do that though is through his spirit we we must receive it uh, one place Jesus was talking to the man Nicodemus. He said, marvel not that I say unto you, you must be born again. We got to do this. We must receive that spirit. So the dove here, the dove has wings. As people use their imagination so much, they always talk about uh, what's one thing you wish you could do if you had the ability to do one thing. And a lot of times people say, I want to fly. I wish I had wings. And so we're going to go to uh, Luke, the third chapter, and verse 21, and see Jesus receive his wings. You go ahead. Uh, Luke chapter 3, and verse 21. Now when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also being baptized and praying, the heaven was opened. And the Holy Ghost descended in a bodily shape like a dove upon him. And a voice came from heaven, which said, Thou art my beloved son, and thee I am well pleased. Now when all the people were baptized, it's something we got to do. All the people were baptized. It came to pass that Jesus, also being baptized and praying, 
the heaven was open and the Holy Ghost descended in a bodily shape like a dove upon him. The Holy Ghost descended down upon Jesus. It did it through the wings. It landed upon Jesus. So we see here, Jesus receives the Holy Ghost. He receives his wings. That's what the, the message is tonight. It's about you receiving the Holy Ghost so that you can have your wings. There's a lot of confusion, and hopefully I'd like to clear that up uh, some tonight, if God's willing. There's a lot of confusion on how one even receives the Holy Ghost. So much confusion today in the church. But the scriptures will answer all of these questions. So we see Jesus, he was praying, and the heaven was open. He just got baptized by John the Baptist. He prays, the heaven is open, and God gives the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost lands on him in the bodily shape of a dove. We know dove has wings. In a psalm, David just told us if he could get his wings, he'll be at rest. He'll fly away. So we want to keep track of these wings here. Now, let's move to Ephesians. We're kind of moving kind of quick, but we're going to move to Ephesians, the third chapter. Uh, Ephesians, the third chapter. Verse 14. Ephesians 3 and 14. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Hold on a sec. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. The whole family is named <laughs> Jesus. The whole family is named after Christ in heaven and in earth. But we don't even, today, we got people who don't even want to get baptized in that name. But the whole family in heaven and in earth is in that name. The Jesus only people. <laughs> Sometimes they call you that Jesus only. Oh, this one of those Jesus only folks. But that's what the whole family is named. So why would we not want to get in that name? But I wasn't really focusing on baptism tonight, but we can definitely do that. Uh, definitely when trying to get into Trinity, but might get into that too. <laughs> might have to clear that up too. Go ahead in uh, verse 16. That he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with, the, with might by his spirit in the inner man. We got to be strengthened by the spirit. The spirit comes to strengthen our soul, the inner man. That's what the spirit comes to do. The spirit is going to give us a ride back home. We all trying to get to heaven. We have to get those wings. The only way we're going to get them is through the spirit. That's the only way we're going to get to heaven. We got to take a ride by the Holy Ghost to get there. Some people say they're going to take a bus. Some folks are going to take a train. It ain't going to work. Some people think they're going to take a plane. It's not going to work. God, this ride is given by God. So it's just like when we go to the fair sometimes. There's certain requirements that we must meet to get on a certain ride. Sometimes people, you may want to get on a roller coaster. They might say, oh, you have to be uh, four feet 
11 inches, I don't know what, for example. So there's certain requirements for certain rides. And if we want to take the ride to heaven, we got to have these wings. We got to do it. So he says that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. We, we got to have this strength. I'm reminded of a place where Jesus was talking to Peter and he said, when ye be converted, strengthen the brothers, strengthen them. Peter, when Jesus spoke these words to Peter, Peter had not yet received the spirit. He had not yet received the Holy Ghost. He had to receive it before he could then strengthen his brothers, his sisters. He had to be strengthened. The Holy Ghost comes to strengthen us all. We need it to be strengthened. It's a lot of things God is telling us to do. We'll never be able to do it without his spirit. Never. Because we're too selfish. We're too, uh, we're too hostile. We're too angry. We're too volatile. So many things God is trying to take out of us. <laughs> I'm not going to go there. But so many things his spirit is going to do for us. And one thing here he says is going to strengthen you. Now let's uh, look at Isaiah 40. And verse 29. Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 29. He giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might he increaseth strength. Even the youth, even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with with wings as eagles, they shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Now, in 29, he says, He giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increaseth strength. Now, he's going to do this by his spirit. Um, in Acts, the first chapter, Jesus told him, he said, Look, ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. This is our power through the Spirit. It's to strengthen us. It's going to give us the strength. It's going to give us power, a power unspeakable, unimaginable. So, in 31, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. How? Because they're going to get the Spirit. How? Because they're going to get their wings. Jesus told the uh, 12, he said, look, go wait in Jerusalem for the promise of the Father. Wait for it. We don't wait on the Holy Ghost today. <laughs> We're not waiting for it today. Same stuff here. He said, they that wait up on the Lord, we got to wait. So we got to wait on that spirit. But they that wait up on the Lord shall renew their strength because God is going to give it to us by his spirit. Uh, I'm reminded of the song uh, and even scripture, not by might uh, nor by power, but by your spirit. He's going to do things by his spirit. They shall mount up with wings. <laughs> the spirit is connected with the wings. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. 
They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. God is going to give them rest. The wings, that's what I want to ask you today and, and tell you to get those wings. We got to get them. We have to receive the Holy Spirit. So really, a lot of us have heard about the Holy Ghost. Uh, before I even get there, let me let me run to Thessalonians real quick because a lot of times people say they want to make the rapture, and I do too. Um, but let's look at First Thessalonians four and sixteen because if we don't have these wings, we won't be making the rapture. It's a requirement set by God. We have to have these wings. First Thessalonians four and sixteen. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. So the dead in Christ are going to rise first in the rapture. And in 17, then we which are alive and remain shall be called up together with them in the clouds. That's the only way we're going to make it to the clouds. We got the wings to fly. That's the only way we're going to make it. We have to have those wings to meet the Lord in the air. How are we going to get there without wings? How are we going to get there? In uh, the place in Romans, it talks about how God is going to raise us by that spirit. If we have that same spirit that raised up Christ from the dead, we got to have those wings. I'm not going to get that uh, because I wanted to clear something up. I wanted to spend a little more time clearing clearing some um, misconceptions up. And so um, there are some misconceptions that I really wanted to focus some time on about receiving the spirit because I've heard so many people say man all you got to do is say you believe in Jesus Christ that he raised he was raised from the dead he died for your sins was raised from the dead and you got it you got the Holy Ghost some people say oh just come to you just got to go to the front of the church shake the preacher's hand <laughs> get a hug get a few hand claps is I'm not sad to tell you I'm happy to tell you that ain't it that's not it let's go to the scriptures though because some people are gonna some people aren't gonna want to hear it. they're gonna they're gonna shut their ears up they're not gonna want to believe this but please don't be deceived let's go to Acts the eighth chapter I want to I want to put to rest some of these false teachings that so many people have uh, erred. Uh, one place, Paul said, let us earnestly contend for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. I want what was originally taught in Scripture. I want that first faith, that true faith. There's one Lord, one faith. I want to contend for that faith. So let's go back and see what the people in Scripture did. In Acts the eighth chapter, we're gonna start at verse five. We're gonna read verse five, and then we're gonna skip down to verse twelve. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. Philip, 
Now, this man was one of the seven people chosen by the twelve. So he he was in their church in Jerusalem. Um, he goes down to Samaria because Saul, which later becomes Paul, Saul of Tarsus has just slayed uh, Stephen. He killed Stephen, and Philip was one of he knew Stephen. He was Stephen was one of the seven. Philip was one of the seven. So they knew each other. So now persecution has caused the people in the church to run away, to leave, leave town, everybody except the apostles. But so now let, let's look at what Philip does in the city of Samaria. He preached Christ. Now keep that in mind. This man went down there and told him about Jesus Christ, the same one that we're preaching today. Verse 12. Mm-hmm. But when they believed Philip preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. Glory to God. So these people, they believed. Now, that, that's what we say here. That's what I hear people say all the time. Once you believe in Jesus Christ that he died and was raised for your sins, you got the Holy Ghost. Is that not what it just told us? They believe. It said they believe. Now, I've, I've sat down and talked with people about this. People who say, I'm a minister. I've sat down and talked to so many people. And I bring them to this verse and they say, I said, now according to your belief, you believe they have the Holy Ghost, correct? And they would, without a doubt, they say, yes, they got it. So let's see if scripture says they got it. See, I know a lot of people are going to say, yes, they already got it. But I want to know what God says. Because that's the one we have to all answer to. We all have to answer to God. So let's see what the scripture declares. Then Simon himself believed also. And when he was baptized, he continued with Philip and wondered, beholding the miracles and signs which were done. Now they believed and were baptized. Now when the apostles which were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent unto them Peter and John who when they were come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. Oh, so now here, now it just told us they believed and even got baptized. Now, if that's not true belief, I don't know what is. These people were serious. They believed, got baptized, but something interesting happens here. We still find in verse 14, the apostles now, these people were still in Jerusalem. Remember, Philip left Jerusalem, went down to Samaria. Word got back that these people down there, they're starting to believe in Jesus. They believe in him, the Savior. So they sent Peter and John down to Samaria. And in verse 15, who when they were come down, prayed for them. Now, <laughs> now when Jesus was baptized, and praying and the heavens open and the Holy Ghost descended in a bodily shape like a dove he prayed so we see that same thing here Peter and John went down and prayed for these people so that they could that they might receive the Holy Ghost look at verse 16 Bill. for as yet he was falling upon none of them only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus good God the Holy Ghost was not on none of them, not a single one. 
Now that's scripture. Somebody's gonna argue with it, but this is scripture. Can you? You cannot argue with scripture. The scripture declares that the Holy Ghost was upon none of them. Only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. That's all they got. They were baptized. They did it correctly in the name of the Lord Jesus. The name that the family in heaven and in earth is named after. We, us who follow God, we say, uh, who follow Jesus, we say, I'm Christian. We carry that name around. We say we believe in the Lord Jesus. So, these people only had one half of the equation. They only had the baptism. They had no wings. They had no Holy Ghost. So that's what I want to I wanna stress. We have to go back and check our salvation. Check what we've been taught. Because I've heard it so many times that people say, oh, once you believe, you got the Holy Ghost. No doubt about it. That's not what we find in Scripture, though. Now, somebody's going to say, well, let's go over here to the book of Romans, or let's go to Corinthians, or let's go to the book of First uh, Peter, or any one of these letters. Let's go to Hebrews. Let's go to Colossians. We're going, people are going to letters written to already established churches. Those letters were written to people who already have the Holy Ghost. That's who those letters were written to. I would not. Paul and uh, Timothy and, and Titus and all the people he had working in his ministry with him. They would go around, set up churches, but obviously he couldn't get back to every single place. Uh, excuse me, he couldn't be at every single place at all times. So he would send them letters. That's what we find. Um, even some of them he wrote while he was in prison. So that's what we see. It's not, churches did not start from those letters. Churches start in the book of Acts. I mean, it's all in the name. Actions of the apostles. The act of the apostles. We see that in the name itself. We see right here. There, Philip, I mean, it's plain as day. Philip went down to the city of Samaria, and you know what he did? He started church. He started the body of Christ down there in Samaria. So our act must look like their act. If we're going to say we're followers, we must line up with the scriptures. In one place, Jesus says, search the scriptures. Got to search them. For in them, you think you saved. Now, that's going to hurt some people. They don't say, I... I <laughs> Uh, the devil's going to put up a fight against me I've talked to some people They said man look why are you talking to me I'm already saved <laughs> I don't need you talking to me man I'm already saved I'm good to go Friend search the scriptures Because I was searching and I found I was not in these scriptures Actually I was I was on the wrong side of the scriptures I had to go back I had to go back And say man Do I really have the Holy Ghost Do I have my wings how am I going to get to my destination? Have I been baptized correctly according to the scriptures, not according to man, not according to uh, the, the first pope? I ain't talking about what the pope said. I'm talking about what the scripture said. I'm not talking about the man over there at, uh, at New Hope 
I'm not talking about the man at Mount Zion Church. I'm talking about the scriptures. I want my life to line up with what I find here. Because uh, we talked about this a few weeks back. How uh, Jesus said he judged no man. He said the words he have spoke. The, the scriptures, they're going to judge us. So I want my life to be found in the scriptures. I want to be found on the right side because no matter what you believe, your life is in the scriptures. Whether you be evil or whether you be righteous, your life is found in the scriptures. So we find here, Philip goes down here preaching and teaching these people. I'm no doubt this man had the fight against somebody down there because somebody's always fighting the truth about God. He had to endure uh, hardness as a good soldier. He had to go down here, tell these people about Jesus Christ. And he said, look, y'all believe y'all were baptized, but that still ain't enough. You still need the wings so that you can fly away, so that you can be at rest, so that you can meet the Lord Jesus in the air. You still need the wings, what Jesus received when he, after he got baptized, then he prayed. We see the same, the same talk here. He prayed and the heaven was open. So we see here, Peter and John, the apostles, two of the 12, they came down, prayed for them. Now, it tells us twice. <laughs> God's got to say some stuff twice. And two, three, four, five, and six times for us. And a lot more than that, too. The scripture tells us twice now. Read, look at 15 again. Read that for us, man. Who, when they were come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. Now, that's number one. They came down there and prayed so that these people could receive the Holy Ghost. Now, that, that's one time it tells us that plainly. For anybody that will argue and say, oh, they got the Holy Ghost because I got it when I believe, friend, <laughs> friend, that's not what we find in the scripture. Read the second time he says it because somebody still ain't going to hear it out even after this. Then God, laid their hands on them and they received the Holy Ghost. Uh-uh. Uh, verse 16. Oh, okay. It hasn't fallen, my bad. For as yet he was falling upon none of them. Only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. He had to clear that up again. He said, look, they only got baptism in Jesus' name. They only went down in water. They ain't got no Holy Ghost. It's he, in parentheses and everything. He, he had to straighten that out two times for some of us that are still going to say, no, nah, I know what I believe is right. Somebody's still going to say that. I know the devil is sitting there waiting. <laughs> Somebody's waiting to get mad. Friend, I'm trying to help us today because I had to go back. I had to go back to make sure that what I was saying was correct because you'll find out that the people who don't even study Scripture, they know more, way more about it than you know. It's really interesting how people don't study the Bible at all. But all of a sudden, they can tell you everything. And so, we see here that you can have water baptism, even believe in Jesus. Now, you know they had to believe 
because they got baptized. They wouldn't have gotten baptized if they did not believe. So they believed and were baptized, still didn't have the Spirit of God residing in them. So it's important that we know where we stand in God for us to observe ourselves. Now, I, we might as well do it while we're here since we're already on the topic. Because some of us have gotten baptized in Jesus' name and gotten no Holy Ghost. So we might as well go see those of us that have gotten the Holy Ghost and have not gotten baptized. Because some people say, I don't need to get baptized. I got the Holy Ghost. Somebody out there is going to say, I don't need to do that. I already got the Holy Ghost. I'm already saved. Let's look at Acts the 10th chapter. And... That's a lot of reading we'd have to do here. Um, let us <laughs> let's. Yeah, so a good starting spot. Uh, I, I don't want to go all the way to the end because I kind of want to introduce the topic. I, I'll just talk about it. So in the tenth chapter of Acts, we're going to find that Cornelius let. let uh, so much to bring out in these scriptures. God help me. Let's go to see somebody wants to be saved out there. In the 10th chapter, we're going to see a man named Cornelius. He's a Gentile, non-Jewish man. And look at reverse uh, 1 and 2 for us, Melvin. There was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of the band called the Italian band, a devout man, and one that feared God with all his house, which gave much alms to the people and prayed to God always. Now, I talk to people. <laughs> they say, look, this man's already saved. Now, that, that's, what, that's how people think. Notice the di differentiation there. People say this man is already saved. Why? Because they say he's a man that fears God. He's a man that prays always, the scripture claims. He is a man that gives alms. He does stuff for people. Yeah, he didn't gave to a few charities. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't help somebody out that was struggling. This man was a righteous man. They said, look, this man's already saved. That ain't what God said. So now for all of us out there that say, I'm already good. I don't need to do nothing else. Hear the scriptures. Don't hear me. Hear the scriptures that I'm going to show you. Now, Skip over to chapter 11. Now, what we're seeing here, because we don't have time to read this all. We'll be here all night. What we're going to see is Peter is going to go down there and talk to that man, Cornelius, and his whole house. They're going to receive the Holy Ghost. And then, uh, after he got back with the Jews in Jerusalem, they confronted him on this matter. They said, look, man, why you why you go down there with... Uh, non-Gentiles why would you do that see there was a custom with Jews and Gentiles that they had no association with each other it was just like uh, whites and blacks in previous times and sometimes it's still the same way but so the Jews confront him on this matter and now he's going to rehearse 
what has already happened. So we're going to go watch the rehearsal and then we're going to go back and we're going to watch the actual show. We're going to actually see it happen. But let's go look at the rehearsal first because I want, I want somebody to see that this man needed to hear this so that he could be saved. So somebody out there needs to hear this same exact thing so that you can line up with the scriptures and be on the right side of God. Uh, so let's start with seeing the verse. Yeah, read verse four, and we're going to skip down, though. But Peter rehearsed the matter from the beginning and expounded it by order unto them, saying, mm -hmm. I was in the city of Joppa praying, and in a trance I saw a vision, a certain vessel descend, as it had been a great sheet let down from heaven by four corners, and it came even to me. Mm -hmm. It came even to me. Upon the which, when I had fastened mine eyes, I considered and saw four-footed beasts of the earth, and wild beasts, and creeping things, and fowls of the air. And I heard a voice saying unto me, Arise, Peter, slay, and eat. But I said, Not so, Lord, for nothing common or unclean hath at any time entered into my mouth. But the voice answered me again from heaven, What God hath cleansed, that call not thou common. And this was done three times, and all were drawn up again into heaven. So Peter sees a vision. God tells him to eat these beasts that were unclean for Jews to eat at the time, uh, according to the customs, according to the laws. So, but God was trying to show him something. He showed him that three times. But God had three people coming to him from Cornelius, who was in Caesarea, he had three people coming to him. Now, God was showing this man that vision to say, look, I'm about to clean these people up. You can't call them unclean. I'm about to give them my spirit to strengthen them, to renew them, to change them. That's what God is trying to show this man. Now, so he told him, he said, look, don't doubt anything. Read verse 12 for his middle. And the Spirit bade me go with them, nothing doubting. Moreover, these six brethren accompanied me, and we entered into the man's house. So now he has uh, Jews with him, See, seven, seven of them total. He took six other people with him down to Cornelius' house. So the Spirit had to tell Peter, look, just go. God said, do what I said. Don't doubt it. Just go with them. All right. And he showed us how he had seen an angel in his house, which stood and said unto him, Send men to Joppa, and call for Simon, whose surname is Peter, mm -hmm. who, shall tell thee, who shall tell thee words, whereby thou and thy house shall be go saved. Back, go back and read 13 again. Now, Peter is telling us this is what Cornelius told him. Cornelius had a vision. He seen an angel, and that angel told him to go down and send for a man named Peter. You need Peter to come talk to you. Why? Because Peter has the keys. Peter knows what it takes to get to the kingdom of God, to get into the kingdom of heaven, to be saved. Peter knows. You need to get that information from him. God's always going to use somebody to tell you something. Somebody out there said, look, I don't want to hear nothing you got to say. <laughs> oh, God help us. Read, read 13. And he showed us how he had seen an angel in his house, which stood and said unto him, Send men to Joppa, and call for Simon, whose surname is Peter, mm -hmm. who shall tell thee words, whereby thou and all thy house shall be saved. Peter was going to tell this man words that he could be saved by. Hold on now. Go back to chapter 10. 
What did it say in verse 2 about Cornelius, the same man that God told to send uh, told him to send down there for Peter? Read verse 2 again. Read, read a, verse 1 again. There was a certain man in Caesarea, or, or however you say they called Cornelius, a centurion of the band called the Italian. The man was a, he was a soldier. He was the leader of this band, the Italian band. A devout man and one that feared God with all his house, which had, which gave much alms to the people and prayed to God always. He was a devout man, wouldn't say though. He was a devout man. He feared God. The man was God-fearing. Wouldn't save, though. The man prayed always. People say they pray. They say, <laughs> somebody said, where you going? They say, to hell if I don't pray. <laughs> they say, he prayed. He saved. <laughs> God help us. The man was not saved. And he, God had to tell him this. See, God's going to have to tell, us, tell a lot of us some stuff out there. That we don't want to hear. But I, I'm praying that somebody out there is going to wake up and hear this. Somebody's going to hear this message. I, I know somebody's going to hear this message because God has some people that are calling to be saved. Just like, uh, I can't remember who the uh, preacher even was, but I think it was Paul. He had a vision where somebody was calling him, saying, come down here and help us. Somebody need to be saved. So, he was a devout man, but now let's let's uh let's fast forward. We're gonna jump down to verse. <laughs> We're gonna jump down to verse forty-four. So Peter comes into these people's houses, uh, their house, uh, and when he gets there, he immediately <laughs> these people get down on their knees, bow down to the man. Peter said, "Look, stand up. I'm just I'm nothing but a man." I'm just like you. Don't don't bow down to me. Only bow down to God. So Peter gets in immediately starts telling them about the Lord Jesus Christ, how he's died for their sins. The same gospel that people are preaching today. He said, look, his life, death, and resurrection. But Peter didn't stop there. He didn't say, all right, now y'all got the Holy Ghost. <laughs> all right, I'm going to leave now. Y'all good. Y'all saved. He didn't stop there. Peter was yet still talking. Now let's observe verse 44. If you will, Mel. While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all of them which heard the word. Holy Ghost fell. The Holy Ghost hadn't fallen in Acts the eighth chapter. People got baptized, they believed, and got baptized. The Holy Ghost wasn't falling. Scripture said they only they only were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Only. That that's it. They got no wings. They got no wings. Here, we see these people get the wings. Peter's still talking while they got the wings. How did they know? Let, let's see, Melvin. And they of the circumcision which believed were astonished. They of the circumcision. He had six other Jews with him. They traveled in seven. He had six others with him. We just seen that in Acts the 11th chapter. So the Jews, they were them of the circumcision. They were astonished. They couldn't even believe it. They were baffled. Couldn't even believe it. As many as came with Peter, because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. They didn't believe these people had the wings. Tell us how they knew, Mel. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify <laughs> God. Then answered Peter. Hold on a second. They, they heard them speak in tongues. Tongues are a sign. Not to them that believe, but to them that believe not. 
in Corinthians, the 14th chapter, tongues is the sign that you have gained those wings. Tongues is the evidence. In the book of Isaiah, he said, for with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to this people. Yet they would not hear it. Somebody out there ain't going to listen, though. Yet they would not hear it. <laughs> he that hath an ear to hear, let him hear. Somebody needs to hear this. Somebody's going to say, man, I've never done this. I've never had this experience. I need to seek it. See, God is wanting to give it. In uh, Bible study this past Tuesday, we talked, uh, we talked about Jesus told the people, he said, look, you being evil know how to give a good gift. How much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? God wants to give it to you. You don't believe you'll speak in tongues, friend, try it. <laughs> try God and see. He made you a promise in Acts, the second chapter, uh, and verse 39. He said, the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Oh, <laughs> They got me going today, Melvin. <laughs> they got me going today. So, Peter is yet talking in verse 44. He's sitting there still telling them about Jesus Christ. He's still telling them about the remission of sins. He said, then, out of nowhere, these people began to speak in tongues. That's how Peter knew they received their wings. That's how he knew they got the Holy Ghost. These people spoke in tongues. Now, the rest of the Jews that came with him, they were amazed because the Gentiles received the Holy Ghost. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. They heard them speak in tongues. Look at, uh, what, what does it say in verse 47, man? Can, okay, then answer Peter, mm -hmm. can any man forbid water? that these should not be baptized, which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we? <laughs> uh, they, got, they got one part of it. See, here, they got the, the wings, the Holy Ghost, no water. They didn't get the water baptism. Jesus said you need both. Somebody out there said, I don't need to do that. I'm already saved. I just need to say that. I need to confess with my mouth. I don't need to act. I just got to confess. I just need to talk. Jesus said you must be born again. You must do it. Now, Jesus, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. So, they get the Holy Ghost. Now, see, see, man, Peter had an understanding. With all that getting, get an understanding. Wisdom is the principal thing, but get an understanding. Man. That can't be stressed enough. Understanding. <laughs> we got to get an understanding. But God has to open the understanding. God has to. Peter, see, that's the reason. <laughs> it wasn't by coincidence that God told Cornelius to ask for the man Peter. Because Peter had an understanding. Everybody ain't got no understanding, friend. Just because they say I'm a bishop, that don't mean they got an understanding. Just because they say... Uh, I'm a pope, they, that does not mean they have understanding. Just because they say, I go to Mount Zion, I go to New Bethel, 
I go to New Hope, I go to New Life, just because they have a cross around their neck does not mean they have an understanding. God sent a man down there with some true understanding. So he understood after they got the Holy Ghost, he said, y'all still need water. Can anybody forbid it? Who going to stop this? You can't stop what God started. Who going to stop it? Can any man forbid water? Somebody's going somebody's gonna to reject water out there. But Peter said, you can't do it. Not if you know what's best for you. You wouldn't stop this. And he commanded them. He didn't ask them to be baptized. He didn't say, oh, you should get baptized to know people, to let people know you're a follower of Christ. Just to, just as an outward sign. I didn't see that there. It's nowhere in the Bible. <laughs> and it ain't going to never be in there either. Not until they put their own translation on it, put their own version. But he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. And we know the name of the Lord is Jesus. I'm not even going to spend no time on going to that. Uh, look at, flip back over to, to the 11th chapter. We're going to see the same thing again. We just finished reading it, but we didn't read all of it. And I want to go back and pick the ending up. Now, look at verse 15, 11th chapter, verse 15, same thing. <laughs> now, let us go back and see where our salvation started. See where your Holy Ghost started. For those of us that say, uh, once, you, <laughs> once you say you believe you got the Holy Ghost, let us see where that started at. Because I can guarantee you that didn't start in Acts the second chapter. When Peter got the Holy Ghost, when Jesus' own mother Mary got the Holy Ghost, I guarantee that didn't start in the second chapter. Let's go see what it said here. In verse 15, Mel, if you will. And as I began to speak, the Holy Ghost fell on them as on us at the beginning. At the beginning. Now, that's Peter talking. As I began to speak, we just read in the 10th chapter, but I wanted to show you again so I can, I can challenge you to go back and find out where your Holy Ghost started at. Because <laughs> you didn't get the wings if you didn't do this. And as I began to speak, the Holy Ghost fell on them as on us at the beginning. It, it, Jesus said the gospel must start. The, it had to start in Jerusalem. Then to uh, Samaria, then to Judea. Excuse me. Start at Jerusalem, then to Judea, then to Samaria. Uh, then to the other most parts of the world. So where did yours start? I want to go back to the beginning, Melvin. I want to go back to the beginning because somebody's going to say, well, they didn't speak in tongues at the beginning. Tongues is how they knew. Let's, let's go back to Acts chapter 2, verse 1. Acts chapter 2 and verse 1. Mm -hmm. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, mm -hmm. and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. <laughs> Spirit let them do this. This is at the beginning now. We in Jerusalem. Somebody said, I don't know if they in Jerusalem. Let's go back to chapter 1. Let's go back to chapter 1. Somebody said, I don't, I don't know if they're in Jerusalem. We're going to start at verse 4. We're going to start at verse 4 here. And being assembled together with them, commanded them. That we they see another command here. Another command now. When God says something, he means it. He don't ask. He commands. 
and being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, ye have heard of me. Uh, same language. The same language. He that waited upon the Lord shall renew his strength. You can mount up on eagle's wings when you wait on the Lord, because you're going to do it right. Jesus told them to wait in Jerusalem for the promise that ain't nothing but the Holy Ghost. He brings that in in verse 5. For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. Now, Jesus is talking to his disciples here, the 12 here. Now, these people been believing this man for three years now. How long is it going to take for them to get the Holy Ghost? Because people say, once you believe, you got it. Man, these, these folks have had three years worth of believing and ain't got nothing yet. <laughs> it don't come like that, friend. Just because Tony says he believes, that does not mean Tony has the Holy Ghost. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta search the scriptures. We have to go back and make sure our salvation is correct because we, we need the wings. If we want to make it, if we want to see those pearly gates we have to make sure our salvation is correct we have to do the same things that we saw at the beginning um, look at verse look at verse uh, 8 there but you Acts, yeah. Acts chapter 1 and verse 8 but ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Now, it started in Jerusalem. Paul said, look, earnestly contend for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. I want what started at the beginning at Jerusalem because if the doctrine and version that you're teaching, if it did not start in Jerusalem, <laughs> It's a counterfeit. So we have to go back and make sure. And, and I wanted to go clear that up because it's so many teachings out here. It's so many teachings. So many. But in the end, God is saying, look, you got to have the wings. If you want to be saved, you got to have the wings. We on the subject, we might as well clear it up too because somebody say, well, <laughs> somebody didn't get baptized, right? I already know it. Let's go to Acts the 19th chapter because somebody's going to fight the baptism in Jesus' name. Even though the scripture in Ephesians, we just read it earlier, the whole, all the family in the heaven and the earth is named Jesus. But somebody out there said, I don't have to get baptized in Jesus' name. It ain't necessary. <laughs> I don't have to do what God said. Uh, you said that on your own. God didn't say that. <laughs> uh, let's see what the people that wrote the scriptures, let's see what they believe. I've heard enough about what every other church believes. Let's see what the scriptures declare. Look at Acts 19, chapter verse 1. And it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus. 
and finding certain disciples. Hold on now. Paul went down there to Ephesus. That's where people go to and talk about Ephesians. See, here he is making some true followers of Christ. That's what we're going to see here. So when we go back and pick up Ephesus and Colossians and all these other letters, it's to people who have already had this intercounter. This, excuse me, this encounter with uh, somebody, Paul or Timothy or somebody had to go down there and establish a church before they're going to write them letters. So when you go back and try to uh, defend how you receive the Holy Ghost, a lot of times we read somebody else's mail. We going and reading a letter that was not written to us yet. So let's go, let's see here. So Paul finds some disciples. Now, a disciple, they already have declared, man, they believe in Jesus. They've already declared it. You know why? Because they were disciples of John. We know John the Baptist came here declaring that we should believe on him who is coming after him, and that is on Jesus Christ. Look at what Paul asks these disciples. He said unto them, Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? You got the wings yet? <laughs> Why would Paul ask this question if you already received the Spirit once you believe? Paul, somebody must have confused Paul. He must be. Paul is teaching a heresy. He's teaching a. a <laughs> Uh, somebody, somebody must have twisted Paul up. No, friends, somebody. Paul has the true gospel. This is what we should be teaching today. Paul said, "Have you gotten the Holy Ghost yet? I know you believe. I know you believe in Jesus, but do you have? I know you believe in God, but do you have His Spirit? You got to have some strength. His Spirit is going to strengthen you. You got to have the wings." So that you can have rest, so that you can fly away and finally be at peace. You gotta have the wings. So Paul said, Look, do y'all have the Holy Ghost since you believe? Mm-hmm. He said, Okay, right then. He said unto them, Unto what then were you baptized? And they said, Unto John's baptism. I skipped some. Yeah, go back to verse two. He said unto them, Have you received the Holy Ghost since ye believed? And they mm -hmm. said unto him, We have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. They said, We ain't even heard of it. Now, Paul, if it were the way that a lot of people claim you receive the Holy Ghost, if it were true, Paul should have said, Man, the devil don't like this. Paul should have said, Look, even though you don't know about it, you already got it. Because you got it when <laughs> you believe. That's all you had to do. That's what Paul should have said. Paul did not say that. Man, the devil don't like this. Somebody's ready to fight. Somebody done turned the, turned the video off, said, man, I'm tired of hearing this. Somebody's going to shut their ears the same way they did against Stephen. When he was hitting them with too much truth, cutting them. Cutting them with the two-edged sword, with the word of God. Somebody's not going to want to hear it, but somebody out there wants to be saved. Somebody wants to hear the truth. So they said, we ain't even ever heard of it. Now, after that, Paul, see, Paul, I'm thankful for it. Anybody that has a true understanding, they know 
you need to be water baptized in the name of Jesus and they know you need to receive the Holy Ghost. Same thing, Peter, Peter, I didn't even bring this up, but Peter and John, they went to Samaria from Jerusalem. I don't know how long that journey was, but <laughs> they had to have thought it was serious enough. I looked, I Googled it earlier. Uh, it told me it was 22 hours walking. Now, I don't know exactly what location because they could have been slightly further or slightly closer. I don't know, but <laughs> that's a long time to be traveling. You, that's a long, you got to be serious. Now, if it were not that important, why would they go down there? They wouldn't have went if it were not that important. But see, Peter and John had an understanding. Paul here has an understanding. He asked about their baptism now. And he said unto them, Unto what then were ye baptized? Mm -hmm. And they said, Unto John's baptism. Then said Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him which should come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. Now, that's going to stop the stop the debate from people that say well they didn't know nothing about Jesus Christ that's why they didn't <laughs> that's why they didn't have his spirit they knew about Jesus because John was declaring Jesus the entire time he was here he said he must decrease so that Christ may increase so John had told them about Jesus but they hadn't been baptized in Jesus' name. They were only baptized by John. John wasn't baptized in Jesus' name. John was Jesus' cousin. Came here before Jesus. Six months older than him. So, look at verse 5, Mill. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Folks got rebaptized. They got rebaptized in the name of Jesus because at their baptism, it wasn't called, the name of Jesus was not called at their baptism. A lot of us today, the name of Jesus is not called at our baptism. When we get baptized, the man said, I now baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Ghost. And I'm still looking around to see when he's going to say the name because he ain't said it yet. I now baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost is not Jesus Christ. Then, excuse me, it's not saying uh, I now baptize you in the name of Jesus Christ. You have to call on the name, and I'll get that in a second. So here, Paul rebaptized them, and I got another one for it. If anyone has been sprinkled, you got to go back. Got to go back. It's not found in the scripture. You got to go back. We got to go back. Now, this is if you. This is if you are serious about your salvation. I'm not talking to those that say, I'm saved, I'm good, I don't want to hear nothing, everything I know is fine. I'm not talking to those that don't like to read scripture. I'm not talking to those that say I believe scripture, but really don't. Because when you hear the scripture, you say, no, no, I'm already okay. So these people get rebaptized. So, yes, you should be rebaptized if you have not done it correctly the first time, the, the second time, third, fourth, fifth, however many times you've done it. If it was not in Jesus' name, please, friend, I'm, I'm begging you, I'm pleading you, take it serious. All right. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spake with tongues, 
and prophesied. The wings came on them and they spoke in tongues when they got the wings. We see the same things over and over in scripture. It just sometimes people put up a fight. Excuse me. Sometimes we put up a fight because we've been taught something so long. And I, I, I totally understand that. I totally understand that. But I'm here pleading, begging, urging us to go back and search the scriptures so we can truly get the same salvation that was that started in Jerusalem. I don't want my salvation starting in the United States. I don't want my salvation because <laughs> I don't want my salvation starting in Mississippi or Texas <laughs> or Alabama. I don't want my salvation that started in the encyclopedia or the dictionary. I want my salvation that comes from the scriptures. Look at uh, Acts the 22nd chapter. We're going to see uh, when Paul was getting saved himself. Now he's rehearsing this matter. He's retelling what happened. Um, let's look. Let, let's start at verse. Start at verse thirteen. Twenty-two and verse thirteen. Came unto me, and stood and said unto me, Brother Saul. Start at start at twelve. Start at twelve. And one Ananias, a devout man according to the law, having a good report of all the Jews which dwelt there, came unto me and stood and said unto me, Brother Saul, receive thy sight. And the same hour I looked up upon him. And he said, The God of our fathers hath chosen thee, that thou shouldest know his will, and see the just one, and shouldest hear the voice of his mouth. For thou shalt be his witness unto all men of what thou hast seen and heard. Now Paul is a man headed to Damascus. We didn't read it, but he'll tell you that in verse 11. Paul's a man headed to Damascus to persecute the church. He's going for the wrong thing. Paul, this man wrote majority of the scriptures we know and love and read today. Had God all wrong. Had his salvation all wrong. He was doing what he thought was right. Having those people killed who called on the name of Jesus had him killed. He thought he was right. God had to blind him with the light, send him to his knees. Paul called out in the Hebrew tongues. You'll see that in verse 1, I believe. Verse 2, actually. He called out in the Hebrew tongue. He said, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? So, Keep in mind, Paul is talking to him in the Hebrew tongue. So Saul said, who art thou, Lord? Which means Jehovah or Yahweh. Who art thou, God? Who are you, Lord? And the Lord said, I'm Jesus. Jesus ought to know who he is. <laughs> I knew it was coming. <laughs> he ought to know. <laughs> Lord if, ought to know who he is. If he don't know who he is, then, good God, we all in trouble. If God don't know who he is, we in trouble. So, pick up verse 16. And now why tarriest thou? Arise and be baptized and wash away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. Ananias is talking to him. He said, look, what you waiting for? That's what tarry, tarry means. He said, and now why waitest thou? What you waiting for? Arise and be baptized and wash away thy sin. Not arise and be baptized to... Announce that you are a follower of God. 
No, no. We're going to baptize you for the remission of sins. Same thing Acts 2.38 said, be baptized for the remission of sins. So he says, be baptized calling on the name of the Lord. The name of the Lord is Jesus. Acts 2.38, then said Peter unto them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. So, man, I could talk all night. I'm going I'm to I'm leave it there because it's so much information we could go over. And honestly, I know no matter how many times I say this, somebody's still not going to do it. I already know. I know somebody's not going to do it. Noah preached 120 years and still couldn't get but seven people to join him and be saved. The man was saved by water. First Peter 3, think uh, 21. The man was saved by water. <laughs> we, but so many of us, we're going to fight the water today. We're going to fight the wings today. But, man, it's, it's so many places I could go to, but I'm praying that somebody is going to take this serious. Somebody is going to want to know, man, am I really saved like I say I am? What do I need to work on, God? Somebody, some, I'm praying somebody wants to know because, man, people are dying every day. And one of these days, you will be the next. And there's going to be so many people that say, man, I just seen them the other day. Every time. Every time. And we, ain't seen, we hadn't caught on to that yet. People dying out of the blue. they like, man, they were doing so good the other day. Man, they had just got a promotion. They had just got a new car. But, friend, did they just get their wings? Did they get their wings before it was too late? Sometimes people say when somebody dies, oh, they got their wing. No, they, no, they didn't. If they ain't have it at first, they didn't get it. You got to get that while you're here. But, Melvin, I'm going to let you go and say something because I've been. <laughs> I don't have much. You could have kept talking, really. <laughs> but, I mean, that is true. Every time somebody dies, yeah, they get a T-shirt with them, and they have clouds in the background. They have wings on their back, and they say so-and-so has gotten their wings. Like you were saying, you don't get those wings after you're dead. If you don't have them then, then you never get them. You get those wings while you're still here. And you touched on a lot of good topics today, but um, Jesus taught, and the main two things that we have to have is baptism in the name of Jesus and getting the Holy Ghost. I can't stress that enough, and I don't understand. Well, I, I do understand why people don't see it, why people don't see the importance of it, the necessity, the severity of it, because God said they won't unless they do it. John chapter 3, verses 3 through 5, unless a man is born again, he will not be able to see. Unless a man is born again, unless a, morning, unless a man is born again of the water and the spirit, he will not be able to enter into the kingdom of God. That's what we have to do. And um, you brought up the prophet Isaiah. From the Old Testament, that was that was um, a good man right there. He foretold a lot of things. Um, I believe he said um, there would be set, there were seven women that would take a hold of one man, and he was talking about all the different churches. Another place that said we all like sheep have gone astray. 
All we like sheep, going astray, everyone to his own way. We and we've seen in Acts for Paul, or I forgot exactly what it was. He said, "I marvel that you are so soon removed. You're going, you're going, you're listening to a different gospel than what I have told you." And Isaiah has foretold all of this. I mean, we it's so many, so much division going on. I mean. The church is the most divided place <laughs> when you come to think of it. It is. And um, just like in the 17th chapter of the book of John, we all know the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name and all that. But Jesus prayed. And this prayer has not been answered yet. Yes, Jesus had a prayer that has not been answered. He prayed that we'll all be one. Just like God and he is one. He prayed that we're all one. And that prayer is yet to be answered. We all want to do our own things. We all want to chase after our own righteousness. And we see that in chapter in um, Matthew. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, not ours. Because what we want may not be what God wants for us. He always has a better plan. We are made for much more than our simple aspirations. Mm -hmm. So instead of chasing a bag, we need to be chasing God, chasing to see what he says. Search the scriptures because in them we think we have internal, eternal life when we actually don't. I mean, I see it all the time. People quote verses from Ephesians, Corinthians, Romans to say how they're saved. But, I mean, like you're saying, those are, or like the scripture is saying, those are written to churches that are already saved. They're, they've already been baptized in Jesus' name. They already have the Holy Ghost. Paul wrote to them to get them back on track. We have to make sure that our salvation starts started in Jerusalem. Because that's where, that's where they taught. And that's what we need to follow. That's why I love the book of Acts. Because it's the actions of the apostles. And if we don't follow them... <laughs> we're, not we're not following Christ because Paul even said follow me as I follow Christ mm -hmm. and another point I'm trying to remember everything that um, you said and there were so many good points but um, Peter had the key so we, we better listen to them in a lot of places in the book of Acts it said Peter, Peter, Peter Peter and John, Peter and John, Peter Peter see in the I forgot exactly where that was but um Jesus asked Peter, what do you call me? And Peter said, you are the Christ. And for that reason, Jesus gave Peter the keys to heaven. So that's why we should um, listen to what Peter was saying. That's why there's so much confusion on the correct way to baptize and why we even get baptized in the first place. Matthew chapter 28 and verse 19. Or is it? I'm sorry, chapter 19 and verse 28. One of the two. <laughs> But it says, Go ye therefore in all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. But that's where confusion starts. And God is not the author of confusion. See, a lot of people would look at that verse over Acts 2.38 because it's written in red writing, meaning it's written in blood. Jesus said it. But if we take a closer look at that, name is singular. Let's see. Okay, so it's 2819. So right here in Matthew 28:19 it says, "Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost." 
right there. Name, is it singular or plural? That is singular, my friends. And I won't go to all the places because, I mean, we've already been going for over an hour right now. But, I mean, the name of the Father, that's Jesus. We all know the name of the Son is Jesus and the name of the Holy Spirit. That's that's Jesus. That's that's the one that's right there. We all got it. There's not three. I might have to talk on that one is one of these days. One, it's, it's a very difficult subject to get. But once, you know, once you finally understand it, truly... Uh, my friend, we don't understand the one that's like we think we do if we're still baptizing in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Jesus said, I am the Alpha and the Omega. Beginning that's and the, the first and the last. The Father is the first. The Holy Ghost is the last. We, he didn't have to clear up he was a son. He <laughs> already know knows he's a son. He said, I'm the Alpha and the Omega. <laughs> the I am. When the people... I mean, take your time. With, Go ahead. <laughs> when the people came to Jesus, they came to take him. They said, <laughs> they asked if he was the one. Jesus said, I am he. As soon as he said, the people fell. That was the Father coming out of him. That was the God coming out of him, knocked the people on their backs. That was the I am from the Old Testament. I, I, I don't want to get into that because people are not going to see it. But one of these days, God willing, I'm going to, might talk about it next week. The one is, I'm not sure, might talk about it next week. But whatever God gives me, that's what, that's what we'll talk about. Yeah, the one is the Jesus only freaks, the Jesus only people. But I mean, like I was saying, a lot of people would look at Matthew 28 and 19 and verbatim say, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Right there, the name is one. And that's in the name of Jesus. That's why in Acts 2.38, Peter and the rest of the apostles. In 2.37, the, the people, they asked Peter and the rest of the apostles, the other ones that were there. So guess who were there? Guess who was there? Matthew. In the book that we're very reading now, the one that we quote when we baptize, he was there when Peter said, be baptized in the name of Jesus. And I know a lot of these things won't make sense from the natural stand, standpoint. That's why we have to look at it spiritually. We see this in John chapter 3. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus. He was a ruler of the Jews. A ruler, not just anybody. Verse 2, the same person came to Jesus and said unto him, Rabbi, that means master. We know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Now, this is a ruler of the Jews now. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And he, Nicodemus will have had the same question a lot of us have today, but the problem is a lot of us are not sincere. See, Nicodemus, he was serious about his salvation, but when are we going to be serious about ours? In verse 4, he said unto, unto Jesus, the hymn is Jesus right there, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb? <laughs> but Jesus, he had to get this straight now. He said, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of the water, born of water, was water baptism in Jesus' name, and of the Spirit that is getting the Holy Ghost, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Being, I cannot stress this enough, being baptized in Jesus' name, getting the Holy Ghost, that is a necessity. Mm -hmm. That's the reason Peter and John walked. 22 hours. If, you know, if that was the actual distance. I mean, 
That's and they reason, walked. That's <laughs> not, the reason Paul rebaptized. So a lot of people have the question: Can I get rebaptized? We just read that Acts chapter ten. So no matter how many times we were incorrectly baptized, we can get rebaptized. I myself even got rebaptized because I remember I got baptized. And first time I got baptized was in 2006, December of 2006. I was 11 years old, and I don't remember what the guy said. To be honest, but I knew that I had to be sure because I am serious about my salvation and not putting myself on any pedestal or anything because I, I want everybody to experience the joy that I have. I know a lot of us want to walk around acting all tough like nothing gets to us. Like Tony said last week, I can go pinch somebody <laughs> that I hurt. I remember, I don't know if my sister will watch this, but um, one of my sisters, sister number three that is, when I was little and would act up, she would pinch me. And I'm talking about she would get her nails in there and twist it and everything. I'm talking about one of the worst pains I would ever feel. I know I'd act right after that. <laughs> and that reminds me of another thing. God chastises those. I don't know if I said that right. <laughs> chastises those he loves. Just like our natural parents, they correct us because they want to see us do right. They want to see. So people get upset with God every time something goes wrong. But a lot of times it takes something drastic to happen to somebody when they're not right. God knows, see, God knows who's already going to be saved. But he'll send something like a roadblock or something that will wake people up to get them like to sin. Like, man, I got to get right. We see it happen to Saul, who later became Paul. He lost his sight. And he got his sight back once he got right. So that's what we have to we have to do. Look, listen to what God is saying. We have to go back to the book. We have to go back to Jerusalem spiritually, because a lot of these, and I'm just going to be honest. I'm not putting anybody's church down, but a lot of these churches they don't teach right. They they teach what they teach is God is a loving God. He is a forgiving God. You can mess up many times you want, and He'll forgive you. And while the majority of that is true, God does love you more than you even love yourself. He will forgive you. But it's something that we must do in order to attain that. Attain forgiveness. We saw that in two places. I mean, there's many other places, but we just saw that what baptism is for. I, again, I can't stress it enough. I, I see it going around on Facebook so many times, and that's what really gets me. Like That's what really gets to me. Seeing people that you care about, anybody really, because I care about everybody. Mm -hmm. They will basically send themselves to hell and not even know it. Not even know it. And chat in the book of Hosea, my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge because they they have rejected knowledge. Still don't listen. And people say that you don't have to get baptized or you don't have to speak in tongues, whatever or whatever. And the only thing I can say is you're gonna wish you did. I mean. I'm sorry if that scares you, but that's just the word of God. In Acts um, 2, 36, 37, one of them, they, they said they were pricked in their hearts. Because that's what the word of God does. Like the true word of God is not all roses and daisies. See, that's what we as people like to listen to. <laughs> all the stuff that we're going to get, God's going to get you a new house, a new car. I mean... <laughs> Matthew, when we seek him, all of that stuff will be added. We have to seek him first, and it's going to be guaranteed. 
That's what we have to do. We have to get baptized in Jesus' name. We have to get the Holy Ghost. Speak in tongues because the Spirit gave us utterance. And there's so much more I can say, but I think I'm going to wrap it up right there. Because <laughs> I'll, be I'll say more next week. But again, I'll say it a thousand times. Baptized in Jesus' name. Gift of the Holy Ghost. People say that it's not required today. But we just read in Acts 2.39. For this promise is unto you and your children. And so whoever is afar off. That the um, Lord our God shall call. But I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> so we appreciate whoever took the time out of their, I'm sure, busy Thursday evening to listen. And whoever is going to watch this as a regular video later. Really means a lot when people actually yeah. get together and try to learn about God because that's what really excites me. That's what gets me going and gets me hyped up. When people have, especially when people have questions, the interaction is great. Like when people have questions about God, I love it. Or if you think what we're saying is wrong, let's go to the scripture. We're not trying to argue though. But let's mm -hmm. go. Let's go to the scripture. If you think that being baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost is correct, then show me in the Bible, show us in the Bible where they that actually got carried out. And then I'll agree with you. Because that's what it's all about, agreeing with what the book says. <laughs> so don't listen to me. Listen to what God is saying in the Bible. All right, I'm I'm done. So again, thank you for um watching it. It is always a great time, and we wish to see you there.